You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to episode 67 of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. For premier access to Versus Mike History content, join our members only subscription tier on VersusMikeHistory.com. There are many white people who mean right and in heart want to do right. But there are so few. If 10,000 rattlesnakes was coming down that aisle now, and I had a door here I could shut, and in that 10,000, 1,000 meant right. 1,000 rattlesnakes didn't want to bite me. I knew they were good. Should I let all these rattlesnakes come down, hoping that that 1,000 get together and farm a shield? Or should I just close the door and stay safe? I think that, that you understand? The I Viet Cong are not all bad, but America's still dropping bombs. In Hiroshima, Japan wasn't bad, but she still dropped the bomb. In Korea, they weren't bad, but they still dropped the bomb. So now I'm going to forget the 400 years of lynching and killing and raping and depriving my people of freedom, just and equality, first fire, last hire, the lowest of low, last respected, and I'm going to look at two or three white people who are trying to do right and don't see the other million trying to kill me. <laughs> I'm not that big of a fool, and I'm not going to deny it. And we are back again for another episode of Versus Mike History. Welcome back, family. Um, it feels like the summer is just flying on by. You know, uh, there's a lot to get into. And, um, you know, you got to fit in that vacation time as well. On top of seeing loved ones that you haven't been able to see during a pandemic and catching up on outside, man. Like, it's crazy out there. Um, but the weather has been beautiful for the most part. Hope you guys are um, keeping your skin safe under these UV rays with with some sunscreen. And I hope you guys are social distancing and all that good stuff as well because COVID. (laughs) But um, I'm just here to, you know, keep it real. But I'm going to go ahead and get into the episode because we have some cool topics this week um, and we have some new music to get into. And a couple TV topics. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. So, enjoy the episode, guys. As always, we got to lead with love. And I want to give a big shout-out to the Goodfellas family. They hosted their Henny Day 3 event over the weekend. And it was a great turnout. And the weather was great. And everyone enjoyed themselves. And, you know, the, it was a great time. I was lit, you know? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, shout out to them and shout out to everybody who came out, everybody who I ran into. And I hope everybody enjoyed themselves because it was a great time and it was a great day for Jersey. Um, Jersey's been on a nice little run this summer in terms of events and networking and stuff like that. And, you know, we should just keep that energy going for as long as possible, you know. But let's go ahead and get into our black spotlight. All right, guys. So for the Black Spotlight this week, I'm going to have to go with the obvious choice of Zaila Avant-Garde of Louisiana, who is the 93rd Scripps National National Spelling Bee champion and the first African-American winner of that competition, by the way. Um, This is also someone who additionally holds three Guinness World Records and and is a basketball legend in her own right. 
Um, she actually had was invited to the ESPYs that occurred over the weekend and, you know, was shouted out by Captain America himself, Anthony Mackey. So um, shout out to this young woman. She's doing great and amazing things, and I'm sure she will continue to do those things into her adulthood. And I'll be rooting for her. All right, guys. So before we get into this week's episode, I just want to pay my respects really quickly to um, the Haitian president who was assassinated, uh, Jovenel Moise. He was assassinated in his home. His wife was also attacked, but she survived the attack. And um, the he was he has been replaced by uh, Claude Joseph. Um, it's never a good thing when uh, leaders of uh, nations, especially black nations, um, are assassinated. And, you know, I just hope for the best and hope that the situation there stabilizes and everyone is okay. Okay, so getting into the topics for this week's episode, I have here that two iconic American writers joined Howard University to create the Center for Journalism and Democracy. And I'm getting this from um, the MacArthur Foundation website. Howard University today announced that MacArthur Fellows Nicole Hannah-Jones and Ta-Nehisi Coates will join the Howard University faculty. Hannah-Jones will be tenured member of of the faculty of the Kathy Hughes School of Communications, filling the newly created Knight Chair in Race and Journalism. Coates, a Howard alumnus, journalist, and author, will be a faculty member in the flagship College of Arts and Sciences. Hannah Jones, a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, will also found the Center for Journalism and Democracy, which will focus on training and supporting aspiring journalists and acquiring the investigative skills and historical and analytical expertise needed to cover the crisis of our democracy. Oh, the crisis our democracy is facing. The center hopes to work across multiple historically black colleges and universities that offer journalism and degrees and concentrations. It is vital that we understand the role of journalism in steering our national conversation and social progress. That was a quote, but I don't see who this is by. Um, Yeah. Um, This is a wonderful thing. Ta-Nehisi Coates and Nicole Hannah-Jones joining the faculty at Howard University, along with Felicia Rashad being there as the Dean of the College of the Arts. You know, if I were a high school student getting ready to leave and venture off into the world, I definitely would want to explore this as an option. Um, Not to say that, I mean, those people are necessarily celebrities to the youth, but um, they hold some clout, some serious clout in the black community. And, you know, um, experiencing that as a college student would probably be amazing. Shout out to all of these people who have new jobs and are, um, you know, filling our institutions with um, worthy educators. You know, it's a beautiful thing to see. And let's move on. All right, guys, let's move on to some more news. Um, I have here that black playwrights wrote every new play on Broadway's fall lineup. And I'm getting this from the griot, so bear with me. Fans of live theater rejoice as Broadway returns from its year and a half long COVID-19 hiatus with a select group of new plays scheduled through the 
um, scheduled through the end of the year, all seven which are by black writers. Theater's biggest stage will feature a wide spectrum of black stories and themes ranging from laugh out loud comedies to powerful tales of overcoming. This fall's lineup has something for everyone. Of these seven playwrights, five will be seeing their stories told on the Broadway stage for the first time, such as Douglas Lyons, who's also whose new play Chicken and Biscuits will feature the youngest black director in Broadway's 250 year history, 27 year old Zylon Levingston. I hope that I got his name right. The show's run in Queens Theater last year was abruptly interrupted by the pandemic just after a few showings, but is set to return circle in the Square Theater with previews beginning September 23rd. So shout out to Broadway and shout out to all of these playwrights who are getting their shows on Broadway. You know, uh, it's a beautiful, amazing thing, uh, like I love to say. And um, it makes me more excited to want to go see theater because uh, more of my people are getting into the industry and becoming more prominent. So, yeah, let's go see some shows. All right, next up, I have Warner Brothers Television taps Mitzi Miller and Jonathan Harris as VPs of drama development, and I'm getting this from Shadow and Act, so bear with me. Warner Brothers Television has announced Mitzi Miller and Jonathan Harris as vice, pre as vice presidents of drama development Shadow and Act has learned. According to the studio, Miller and Harris will spearhead the creation of new one-hour scripted drama series for all platforms, including Warner Media's HBO Max, as well as external streaming services, cable channels, and the broadcast networks. They will collaborate with writers and producers. They currently based uh, they will collaborate with writers and producers currently based at the studio, and will also be responsible for identifying emerging writing, producing talent, and creative new material, as well as targeting intellectual properties, books, formats, and more for acquisition and adaptation. Um, yep, and that's all I'm going to read. Shout out to these two <clears throat> black executives for ascending in their careers um, to be able to produce television shows for such a large for such a large platform um, uh, via HBO Max and other cable and digital platforms. It's a great thing when. Um, black people are at the heads of these tables because we truly get diverse content when that happens. And, uh, you know, we love to see it, but let's keep it moving. So I have here that Netflix hires ex Apple executive to lead podcasting operations. Netflix has hired former Apple executive Najeri Eden to oversee its podcasting business, a sign of the video streaming giants, growing ambitions and audio. Eaton announced her departure from Apple via social media last week and will join Netflix later this month. The company said Thursday she will be part of the company's editorial and publishing team, which reports up to marketing chief Bazama St. John. Eaton will manage Netflix's slate of podcasts, most of, which are, most of which are related to original TV series and movies. Netflix has made companion podcasts to Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, as well as TV shows The Witcher and The Crown. The company also produces podcasts that are broadly about pop culture or feature stars from its programs, such as uh, OK, Now Listen, hosted by Scotty Beam and Sylvie, Sylvia O'Bell. Um, OK, I'll read this little, pat, 
this last passage. Eaton, who started her career in documentary filming, was mostly was most recently in charge of content for Apple Podcasts and recently worked at NPR at the Public Radio Network. She worked on shows including No Compromise, which won a Pulitzer Prize, and Believed, which received a Peabody Award. Jesus, this woman is good. Uh, Netflix primarily primarily views podcasts as a means of promoting its TV shows and movies and houses the business under its marketing department. Shout out to this courageous and intelligent and brilliant black woman that is heading podcasts over at Netflix. And I'm trying to get me a job. Shout out to her regardless. But hey, man, I see where the industry is going. It's getting black. Um, Yeah, but let's keep it going. Okay, so let's get into some new music. I have a pretty lengthy list in front of me. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Vince Staples for the release of his self-titled album. It is probably his best album to date. Um, I haven't listened to much Vince Staples in the past. Not saying I haven't listened to his music. I didn't listen to him often. But this album has really resonated with me. Um... And I know it's only been a couple of days, but um, it's, hitting, it's hitting for me. Mariah the Scientist drops off her album as well. Um, I think it's called Rye Rise, Rye Rise World. Um, I, re- I enjoy this album. I didn't get through all of it, but what I did hear, I enjoyed a lot. So shout out to her. Um, and she's like an upcoming artist. I feel like she doesn't get a lot of recognition that she may like deserve. Um, Snow Allegra She dropped off her album uh, This is the one that Was highly anticipated by Many 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 people And honestly um, It's called Temporary Highs in the Violet Skies by the way But uh, Honestly I don't know how I feel about this album It's not a bad album by any means Don't get me wrong Snow is a great Great singer uh, and she works with great producers. Uh, you know, a couple people that have production on this album are Pharrell and Tyler. Uh, James Fauntleroy is um, in the mix as well. But to be honest, it's just all over the place. Like, it doesn't have one cohesive sound. And I feel like the reason for that is because she probably, if I had to assume, she probably went with. Um, she probably got the opportunity to work with a bunch of artists that she doesn't usually get to work with because of the popularity of her last project. So she chose to, you know, do it fun bag style where, you know, you get a mix of everything. And I don't think that um, it worked for me, at least. But I do know a lot of people enjoy this album. Um, So check it out, you know. That was just me being very specific. Uh, IDK drops off an album as well. Nas, Corday, and Gibbs uh, drop off a single called Life is Like a Day's Game. I've been running that back. Um, It's a pretty great song, great sample, great verses on it. I love that Nas is giving Corday his approval because Corday um, constantly shows up and proves his worth on every verse that he, uh, he raps on. So shout out to him. Shout out to everybody. Um, Boz Cole and Lil TJ, they have a single as well. 
I didn't write the names of any of these songs down. I apologize. Oh, but that's called the Jackie. Um, that song is really cool, and the video is even better because RDC is featured. Uh, if you don't know who RDC is, it's the guy on uh, all over social media that's like Jermaine Cole. Um, <laughs> Child is major. He drops off a single called "F Your Job." I'm really rocking with that as well. Uh, NGYL and Lula Uzi they drop off a single called "Off White." Uh, Adekunle Gold, Gold and Lucky Day have a single called. Uh, you will hear it at the end of the song. I mean, at the end of this episode, actually, because it is this week's sound selection. But they drop a, they they drop off a very wavy single. Um, Hot Boy West and Gucci have a single as well. Glasses Malone, The Game, and Corrupt are on a single. Jungle and Boss have a single. I don't have the names of any of these songs. I apologize, but you know who's on them. Uh, Ray Black and Cash Page, they have a single. And my guy, John Crawford, released his single as well called Die For Me. So go ahead and check that out. And yeah, so that's pretty much it for music. But let's go ahead and get into some TV topics. Um, I have Loki for you, a review of episode five. I thought that it was the best episode of this season um, easily, but um, not easily, but it was it was up there. It was definitely the best episode. And, you know, everybody's talking about Kang the Conqueror being the big bad, but it just doesn't make sense. And this is why I'm saying this right. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to spoil anything, but I might. So be aware. Um, okay. So, you know, based off of the formula of the past two Marvel series that we've already gotten, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, we can tell that these Marvel series are more contained than anything. Like they connect to the movies, but they, nothing in the shows happens that, affects the movies if you get what i'm saying like not there's never going to be an event a big enough event that happens on a tv show all the big events will happen in the movies i'm assuming based off of what i've seen from television shows so far now with loki it's looking like it's pointing in the direction of it moving um of it not being that case of it being a big reveal or something at the end but I think more so what is going to happen is just that it's going to be another variant of Loki and maybe that Loki is attacked by Kang the Conqueror. Um, I think um, what will end up happening is just that he'll meet the like ultimate version of Loki. He'll be perfect. And then uh, there will be some reassuring moment of like you're doing everything fine or you can create whatever path you want because i created the time variance authority and i'm sending all the imperfect loki's here or you know something i, I don't maybe maybe the variant low maybe the variant loki we've been following um this entire series takes over and then kane comes and kills that loki that would be pretty pretty interesting um that would be very interesting but um yeah you know uh Episode 5 was cool. All the variant Lokis, Kid Loki, uh, Classic Loki, which is um, which is uh, like the classic comic suit Loki, uh, Boastful Loki, uh, President Loki, 
Uh, everybody was great in this episode. I don't have anything like. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but let's um, I'm going to go ahead and cover the latest episode of Rick and Morty for you guys. Uh, very, very horny. This season has been horny uh, in general, but this last episode was kind of like, wow. <laughs> um, it seemed like a Big Mouth episode, something like from the minds of Big Mouth. Um, yeah, it was cool, though. You know, like it's been it was definitely one of those like closed um, closed experience episodes where like nothing matters here. But it was, you know, I had a couple funny moments, one of the weaker episodes of the season. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. To be perfectly honest, I'm looking for new shows to watch. So it would be lovely if I got some suggest- suggestions. Um, I've heard a couple of things uh, that people watch, like, based off of social media. But I don't like to just dive in um, unless something specifically piques my interest. Uh, I know that mo- new movie with Don Cheadle is on HBO Max as well. I might check that out. But, yeah, you know, uh, give me some stuff to watch because I won't watch it unless you guys tell me to watch it Uh, or I want to. So, yeah. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the episode here. As always, send topics, questions, music and movie suggestions. Follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History and on Instagram and the fan base app at Versus Mike History. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike History. You can follow me on Instagram at Last Name History. And this week's sound selection comes from Adekunye Gold, and it features Lucky Day. And the name of the song is called Sinners. So enjoy yourselves and stay black. Loving you be my greatest sin Said I was done but see I'm here You don't make it easy right To stay away from Yahweh Shiba, oh Shiba Girl you make me sinner Shiba, oh Shiba No make me pull the trigger Never say never no, I can do whatever. Oh, Shiba, oh, be mine. Don't wanna be so loser. No. Drunk on your potion. Can feel my lips burning. Losing composure. Can feel my face drowning. Seems so irrational. Ready to risk it all If I can't have you, nobody can Tell me how can I get my mind off you I cannot take my hands off you Tell me how I cannot get my eyes off you Shiba, Shiba Girl, you make me a sinner Shiba, oh Shiba, no make me pull the trigger Never say never, no I can't do whatever Shiba, oh be mine, don't wanna be so loser, no You're such a rush, my baby slow down, come find your love I'm hoping you see me, come serve it up, loving how you steer it up 
Everybody belong on TV Ooh, this feeling I can't hide You filling up my mind And I just don't know why, don't know why. She bow, she bow Girl, you make me a sinner She bow, she bow Don't make me pull that trigger Never say never You know I can't do whatever She bow, she bow Don't wanna be so desirable 